Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley's Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. And welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. This one episode, what are we on? 234 for Friday, <laughs> August the 5th, 2022. My name is Steve Baldwin and joining me, the whole gang is with us tonight. Scott, Greg, Nico, and Dave. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Can I ask an off-topic question really quick? Uh, off-topic? Yes. This show? It's a yes or no question for Nico. Is there any off-topic off right. for this show? Yes. Nico, does your headset, does the mouthpiece light up? Is that what I just saw? Like like Iron Man, it lights up? Yeah, so when I mute myself. Ah. Ah. Oh, look at oh, that. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Get the fancy yeah, millennials. That's pretty cool. God, Nico. That's pretty neato. Guys, we've got uh, a. Know, I, I am really glad you plowed through the introductions because I literally just this very second realized I did not have audio cues intro or audio cues ready for Dave's intro. So I'm really glad that you burned through everything, so I don't have to embarrass myself like I usually do. That's great, great. Some type of audio. That, that's intro, the old so. show. That's that's so that's so 2021. Right. We, Greg, we don't. You didn't. If you don't have audio clips, you'll just make something up. You'll just be all over there like, <laughs> we would all laugh at it, too. <laughs> Sounds great, Greg. Uh, we've got a lot to cover tonight, guys. Stranger Things, we're going to be reviewing season four of Stranger uh -huh. Things. We've got Marvel uh -huh. at Comic-Con. Big uh -huh. announcements uh -huh. from Comic-Con uh -huh. a couple weeks ago. Uh -huh. We had a trailer for Andor. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Which was incredible. Star Wars Spoiled. Light and Magic on Disney Plus. No spoilers, please. The Taika Watiti film? The Star Wars Taika Watiti? Is that in trouble? I, I heard he's now, a in director, fairness, right? In fairness, I that article is sourced from giant freaking robot. Oh. So <laughs> it, it, it's not sorry, quite Dave. movie web. It's not quite mm. movie web, but it, it, it's I think it's movie web adjacent on the realtor listing. Sounds okay, like sounds fair. like revenge porn to me. That's what it sounds like. Oh, oh. Uh, so we've wow, got a lot to cover. We've, that went dark in a hurry. We've yeah. got a lot <laughs> to cover, guys. Uh, I do want to mention before we get started, you can check us out on social media as always. On first and foremost, on Facebook, we are on Facebook. On Facebook. That's what I just said. Uh -huh. Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can check us out there. Uh, we we very rarely post, so check that out. And then you can also find us on Instagram, which we post more frequently on. We do. And that is uh, well, we Scott. Do? Scott and I do. Scott is our social media chairman. Well, to be fair, I've had a couple months off. So. <laughs> Great. Do we do we post to Twitter more frequently or less frequently than the forty fifth president Donald Trump? Oh, oh, shit. oh, no, we we lose. No, we I lose think we're a couple tweets ahead of him in the last year. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, we're not on. We are, 
I, I did specify Twitter, not Truth Social. We're not on Truth that Social. Web, That's website true. Is. I did specify Twitter only. I don't guys, care guys, about any other. Do we have a presence on Truth Social? Should we sign up for that? Why are we promoting Man. Truth Social? No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram at WretchedHive77. So go check that out. We are well, posting occasionally. Steve, I don't know if you're new yes. to this. We're huge with the MAGA community. We are. I don't know if you knew that. God. I think we need to they quit the show. They love our show. They love our show. Do they? I, it, it all, it's all over right-wing fucking social media. How are you great insane? Great, great. Shh. Cut, cut. <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk to him about this. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go on permanent vacation. Um, uh, and you can also find us online, stream all the shows from the very beginning of the show, way back in 2016 at thewretchedhive.net. When we didn't even have a name on that first uh, first couple episodes. That's right. right. Excuse me. It's wretchedhivepodcast.net. Yes. I don't even know our web URL anymore. Who knows? Um, oh, and, you, order. and will someone Fist tweet order. us? It's been a while since we've gotten a tweet, guys. Please uh, tweet us. Give us the a tweet. Let us odor. know what you think about the fist odor. Should we change our name? Uh, 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. Yes, you are goddamn right. All right. We got through that. Awesome. Well, let's jump in. Plug, 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 plug. To actually, before we get to the news, before we get to the Star Wars, Marvel. Something that's not pop, cult, pop cultural. Yes, right, Stranger like, Things yeah. news. Yeah, thank you. Um, this does not fit into the Star Wars. It does not fit into the other stuff, really. It is. It, it really is. doesn't. A Well, an icon, uh, someone that we truly admire on this show, uh, passed away this week. And we have to honor Vin Scully. Vin Scully, longtime Dodger announcer. And uh, one of my idols, truly, 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 in all seriousness, one of my idols passed away this past week. He was 94, Vincent Edward Scully. He was the uh, son of Irish immigrants, guys. He was born in 1938. Redhead, and, uh, you don't say. Yep. He, he was, uh, he, if you didn't know, he was a redhead. He went to Fordham University and at the age of 22, the young age of 22, started broadcasting Dodger games in the spring of 1950. And, and they were the Brooklyn Dodgers at that point, weren't they, Steve? They, they were the Brooklyn right. Dodgers, yep, in, uh, definitely, in 1950. Definitely the Dodgers at that point. They changed their name from the Bums to the Dodgers. Uh, the nickname was the the Bums, the Brooklyn Bums. The Brooklyn um, Bums. Yep, and because uh, they never won. Was the, was, never was the 1950 won. the last 1950, was that the last season in New York before they moved to L.A.? And played no, actually, he... 58. He, he, 58. Vince Scully was the, the play-by-play announcer for the first Dodgers World Championship in 1955 in Brooklyn. And, and Vince said yeah. that that was one of the proudest moments when he got to announce that the Brooklyn Dodgers are the world champions. In 1955, they moved to Los Angeles in 57 and promptly yeah. won the World Series in 59. Right. Uh, so right. he called um, 67 years of play-by-play in the Dodgers booth. You know, Joe DiMaggio had the 57-game hitting streak, and they say that'll never be broken. I don't think we'll ever see another announcer in any sport stick with one team for 67 years. 67 what an years. incredible record. Incredible yeah. record. He called Steve, to- I want to I add something to your, your stats there, man. So his mm. first year calling the Dodgers, 
in the World Series in L.A., wasn't even at Dodger Stadium. Chavez Ravine wasn't even yet completed. So he, oh, yeah. he was actually calling at the, the Coliseum. The Coliseum. That's yeah. right. That's a good call. That's a good call, yeah. Scott. You're right about that. Um, he called 20 no-hitters in his career. Can you imagine that? God. There's only been about 350 no-hitters in the history of baseball. It didn't. And didn't. Vince, wasn't. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but wasn't sure. there a Dodger that threw not just a no hitter, but a perfect game in the World Series that 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 he got to call? Uh, the Yankees, Don Larson threw a a, a perfect game in, in the World Series. In he uh, did he? I don't, I'm not sure what year that was. I can't pull it off the top of my head right now. But well, yeah, you're thinking about that. He did call the Sandy Koufax perfect game, which Sandy Koufax. Uh, uh, I don't know who was pitching for the Cubs when Sandy Koufax pitched a perfect game, but the Cubs pitcher pitched a one hitter. Mm. There was one hit in the entire game. Sandy Koufax had a perfect game, and the Cubs pitcher had a one hitter and took the loss. Incredible! Wow. The only yeah. time the only time that's ever happened, you know, ever in baseball. Yeah, that's in, that's amazing. Um, Dodgers, uh, of course, won the World Series in 1955 and then 59, 63, 65, 1981 and 1988. Of course, Vin was uh, the play-by-play announcer for all of those. He was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1982. And of course, in 88, called Kirk Gibson's famous home run in game one of the World Series. Um, When, as we were talking before, we started rolling tonight, guys, he said, in a season of... The improbable, the impossible has happened after allowing that almost like 40 seconds of silence to just let the crowd go crazy and tell the story for the yeah. folks walk, watching on TV. He also not only the Dodgers, him. though, I was going to say not only the Dodgers, he also and are you, maybe you're getting to this. I'm sorry. I should probably just let you talk. But he also there's <laughs> there's other things that he and, you know. Go ahead. You know what? I'm going to let you go for a little while. That's, that's, maybe you're going to talk about it. That's okay. Well, <laughs> well, I, I have a couple of other highlights. So, yeah, he, okay. he did a lot of different sports. But one of the other famous <clears> baseball <throat> announce um, uh, play-by-play uh, games that he's famous for is he the Dodgers were the road team the night that um, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's all-time record for home yeah. runs in 1974 and Al Down- Dodger pitcher Al Downing who later became an announcer for the Dodgers gave up that home run and Vince Scully's um after Hank Aaron hit the home run Vince Scully said what a marvelous moment for baseball what a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia what a marvelous moment for the country and the world a black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol and it's a great moment for all of us particularly for Hank Aaron <coughs> Um, yeah. generations of, of, of Angelinos grew up listening to, to Vin's voice. Um, a lot of us, and I dare say those of us on this podcast grew up listening to him on their radio in the car, uh, myself with the, one of those little transistor radios hidden under my pillow after I was supposed to be asleep. Um, listening to the base, the Dodger game, um, Illegally, <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid. Um, and yet, you know, we all thought we we felt like we knew him having listened to him every night for years and years and years. And yet he was an intensely private person. He's sort of famous for waving and acknowledging fans, but, you know, not lingering too long. He was a, intensely um, devoted to his family, 16 grandchildren. And um, I believe his son 
um, was tragically killed in the 90s. He was a helicopter pilot and he died. Um, so he also lived through the loss of a child. His wife, Sandy, died. I think they were married um, since 1972. She died in 2021. And... Uh, now he crosses the veil to join her, if you believe in that sort of thing. So Vince Scully, uh, uh, Los Angeles and uh, American hero, uh, died this, this week at age 94. And Godspeed, Mr. Scully. Man, um, yeah, for, for a lot of us, it's, you know, it's, it's how we learn the game of baseball, especially here in, in, in Southern California, if you were ever a fan of baseball for, for any reason. And, you know, I, I, along, I was going to mention that Hank Aaron, was, and I'm glad I let you take it. So Hank Aaron was one of the calls I was going to mention. He also called the, you know, because he was the voice of the World Series, regardless of who was playing for many years. And he called yeah. uh, Bill Buckner's famous blunder mm-hmm. against the Mets. Oh, you that's know? right. That was, that was his call also. Yeah, he was um, the NBC. He was under contract for NBC. Did the, all the World Series games and the game of the week on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. For years. So I just, you know, there are, I know there's a lot of East Coast voices that are out there. Um, uh, there's the the guy who was the announcer for the Celtics with that raspy voice that everybody you know hey. loves and goes gaga for. There's Joe Buck. There's tons of people who are out there. Yeah, it's Harry but Carey. Mm-hmm. Harry Harry Carey in Chicago, right. or or but, even Chick or even Chick Hearn here in L.A. for the Lakers. Chick Chick oh. Hearn for basketball. Um, uh, Bob Miller for the Kings. You know, but nobody, nobody can touch. No. Dan. I mean, just there's nobody that even compares. There are people who come close, but he was one of a kind. He's the only one. And and like you say, Steve, 70 years doing this job, 67 years doing this job. Yeah. You know, some, something just amazing. The guy just it, it's everything an announcer should be in a game. That's yeah. what it is. I, I, I want to add to Greg's stuff. Greg, if you're only if you're done. Um, yep. Go for it. Because I'm going to say 45 years of my life i grew up with his voice so yeah it's deeply personal but it's also uh, i'm glad you pointed out the fact that he he called other games he called because of contract people not just dodger fans knew his voice it certainly knew his importance to the game Mm -hmm. so you know it's god raising raising a toast raising a glass giving a cheer out to this guy is like Good God, like I can't even express how how hard it was over the last 24, what, 36 hours it's been. But my God, what a great voice. And and that call game one of the 88 series was unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, I even posted just the call of the Gibson moment. But if you go back to and I'm gonna, God, forgive me. Uh, I for, I'm forgetting the, the the hitter who was up before him, Steve. If you can help me, if you remember, before Gibson. Yeah, yeah before Gibson. it was. Uh, it was Steve Bal- Steve Baldwin. It was Steve Baldwin. <laughs> it was um, the Mike Davis. Mike Davis, who walked. Okay. Right, who got the walk? And then if you watch, if you go back, you can watch the whole game. But if you watch just those two moments, which is a really long time dave thank you for pointing that out by the way the gibson at bat is incredibly long like how how many fouls uh he hits how many i mean we get to a three two count it's just i don't know it's drama 
that's not staged. It's just so perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that at bat, you guys both mentioned the pitch count. I think it's like seven or nine pitches, but the difference is that there was no, you know, there's a timer between pitches now in games. So the pitcher has to get back on the rubber and throw. It wasn't like that back then. You know, there's, there's a couple of, um, I think there's a couple of foul balls and there's one that, that Gibson hits that he's got to run down the line and try to sprint. And you can tell he just, he's just need He can't run. He's got nothing. He's got oh, nothing. Zero. Oh. He, yeah. It, yeah. It made that home run all the more impressive because he couldn't push off. He couldn't push onto anything. That was all upper body strength oh, that yeah. muscled that out. And, and and great for both of you calling that out. Let's let's talk about it. It is Vin. It's the moment for Vin. But mm-hmm. you're talking about a moment where there is a guy that has not one but two serious leg in- injuries in this game. And you can see it. Like, I think even Vin calls it at one point during that moment. And this is what was brilliant about Vin. He didn't let that moment pass. And he calls him out. He's like, I think he makes the comparison like a, like almost like a simile where he, he calls out Kurt Gibson, like a horse who has mm-hmm. like, God, what did he say? Something, something like muscle, muscle spasms where his legs are twitching and you could see it on the really bad grainy eighties video, but it's just like, God, I don't know something about Vin and the way he would tell stories and, and compare them to the moments that were happening. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a Vin Scully story, but I have a Steve Baldwin story about, about Scully that I'll tell, <laughs> which is that uh, Steve and I were at an angels game once. And I still don't remember how that happened, but we were wandering around the stadium and we passed one of those memorabilia stores, you know, little pop-up things that they have there. And one of the items that we found was a an autographed microphone from Vin Scully that was for sale there. And wow. watching Steve's face kind of freeze and light up, it's an expression that I've only seen one other time, and that was the first time we visited Batu at Disneyland and rounded the corner and saw the Millennium Falcon together for the first time. That you just you fixated on it and then you kinda of looked at me like, How much trouble do you think I'd get in with Lisa for buying that <laughs> microphone? Yeah. I'd forgotten about and my, that. And my answer was, that's the wrong question, sir. The, the correct question is, will the amount of trouble be worth it? <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. So the Dodgers, thanks for recalling that, Dave. That was, that I, man, um, yeah, that was incredible to see that thing and just to be near that thing. Um, the Dodgers have a great monument to Vin Scully at the top of the stadium, behind the stadium. If you know Dodger Stadium, it's layered in the very top of the stadium. There's monuments to players and and uh there's a huge microphone and i think it just says vin yeah uh, and you can take a picture with it and um it's great so next time you're at the ballpark get up there and pay homage to the the great vin scully well thanks thanks guys for for uh letting us take some time and and uh honor honor him and and who he was and the man that he was and uh you know there's no replacing him um he hasn't never be I mean, another. He announced he hasn't announced games. I think he's maybe five or six seasons retired. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it was it was twenty yeah, twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen maybe. Yeah. Uh and I was thinking about that today, but so even though we haven't heard his voice you know, as the play by play announcer, the the world is just a little bit less joyful today with without Vin in it I have to say it just feels a little bit strange to have him not with us it's weird you know 
You know, and that's the thing. He's yeah. 94. You know, it's not like he didn't live a long life. It's not yeah. like he didn't work for the Dodgers for 70 years. But it's just, it's something that has been around for all of our entire lives. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on, guys. Vin. Soldier forward. Uh, the game must go on. The podcast must go on. And uh, Godspeed. Godspeed, Mr. Scully. Cheers. Um, all right, guys. What do we want to hit first? We want to talk about Comic-Con. We want to talk about Stranger Things. We want to talk about Andor. What do you guys want to do? Let's do Comic-Con. Uh, all you're right. the producer, man. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about some <laughs> pop culture news. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Every now and then we get serious on the show, and it's a little weird. I don't know where to go, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna march forward. Put on the Imperial March theme. We're going straight ahead, and we are talking about Comic Con 2022. Some big announcements coming out of Comic Con, specifically for Marvel. Guys, I want to run down the Phase 5 Phase five calendar that was released during Comic-Con. Steve, I, I really want to jump in on this, but I just got to say, I really wish Marvel, I really... It's up really to you, wish. producer. And no, then, no, no. <laughs> Before you say anything at all, let me jump in with some commentary and some color, please. Hey, I've been out of it for two months, so give me a break for one second. And you, you, you killed this, my moment. So here it this is. is. True. This is true. This is true. You, I, we I, killed I, your I, moment, huh? All right. I did because all I was going to say was, I God, I wish Marvel would have given us just a little bit. Do you think they could have <laughs> given us anything? You don't like think this is, this is, you any- know, it's, it's, it's fortuitous because so the last time we actually had a show, there was just three of us <laughs> that were on there. We talked about Thor, Love and Thunder for the most part. And for my part, Nothing but confusion about what was going on with Phase 4. And thank God for Comic-Con, because all that is fucking gone now. And I'm not even being facetious about it. Like, they, like, listen to our podcast and, like, fuck, we got to set Greg Lynch straight. So let's announce everything that's going on. Everything. They literally left seven slots open. That's it. Seven. Yeah. That's it. Well, what do you, hey, hey, what are you doing, Steve, in 2030? I like, you know what Marvel's doing. I think I have the schedule only down through 2025. So if if you've got beyond that, um, maybe I you do, can actually. Fill... All right, all right, good. Well, let you can tell me if I get this right. Okay, so well, some big announcements. First of all, um, Secret Invasion is that the first? I hope I'm hope I'm going in order here. Secret Invasion, spring of 2023. Um, and that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus. Does that yes, sound? That's like- the show. Okay. That's the show okay. with Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as the the scroll leader Talos, who was last seen in Captain. Mar- well, last seen in Spider Man. Um, uh, far, far from home. Far, far from, from home. home uh, posing as Nick Fury for oh, the, okay. the entirety of the movie. Do we know if that's going to be a one and done? Is it a one season, six episode run, or um, is it multiple? The, the impression we've been given is that it's a one season show, but the show, but the the premise of it will not necessarily be contained to that show. Right. In that one yeah. season. Well, the that's the beauty itself. of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's let's just call them springboards but, for everything yeah, else. But but that's really, what it is that 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 is an important tidbit for that particular storyline, Steve. Just because the comic book storyline is about scrolls replacing superheroes yep. throughout the Marvel universe, and oh. you're you're dealing with people that you think you know, but now suddenly you don't know if they're is that really you know Captain Marvel or is that a scroll? Or yeah. is that Spider-Man, or is that a scroll? And that was the the fun part of that particular comic storyline for the, you know, eighteen months that it was ongoing. So, Steve, if the multiverse hasn't already fucked up your brain with how things work, <laughs> yeah. Secret Evasion is just going to add a whole new level to that. By the way, I do love when immediately when we get into the Marvel talk, you guys start talking to me like I'm two. <laughs> oh steve which do is we? which is which is Aww, which is perfect you're so cute when you think that which is perfectly <laughs> leveled it's perfectly greg, leveled for me greg greg i'm gonna call you out right now you need to get uh uh what is it steve vise um <laughs> passion and warfare and get some sound bites off of there because there's a whole thing where it's a guy <laughs> talking to a little stevie and it's all child talk. You need to get that. And we're going to just use that every time we're talking Marvel with Steve. All right. Oh, okay, Stevie. Uh, uh, okay, we got... I'm on, the, I'm, on the, I'm on the case. All right, we got Secret Invasion, Spring 2022. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, in the summer of 2023. May 5th. Feature film in theaters, May 5th, 2023. Which apparently they showed a trailer in the room for that surprisingly they haven't... I haven't seen any of the bootleg footage... Um, hmm. online but, yet, but and and had the cast nearly in tears. So yeah, uh, this oh, wow. is going to be an interesting one. Oh, because are they sad that it's ending, or why I were they in tears? Yes, this will be. James Gunn did announce this will be the end of the Guardians as we know them. As we know them. Wow. This iteration of the Guardians. Okay. Yes. That being said, the Guardians, kind of like the Avengers, have a rotating yes, uh, okay. you know, lineup. But what but we what we do know, and if you want to throw a spoiler, oh god, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> oh, do we need the spoiler? No, no, alert. we do not. <laughs> no, we're okay. All right, okay, uh, all right. Wasn't it, it is, okay. It, it is going to deal a lot with wait. Uh, spoiler rocket. alert. With who? With with Rocket's origin story. Oh yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's even uh, I knew that. All right. Here's one I have no idea what this is. What is Echo? Echo, summer summer of 2023. Echo is a spinoff of uh, Hawkeye. Oh. So if you remember, there's a deaf character in Hawkeye that is not Hawkeye. It's a a female. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Oh, cool. Echo. It's her storyline. I'm assuming it'll tie into the Daredevil show that they also announced. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm assuming that as well. Because she... Let's because because she was the adopted niece, if you will, of Kingpin. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. Hawkeye show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Loki. Loki season two, also season two. in the summer of 2023. Man, that's a lot of stuff in the summer of 2023. I know. Wow. <coughs> Sorry. Stoked Sorry, for guys. Loki. Love me some Loki. Also in 2023. Buy your tickets now. Take my money. Blade. Blade yeah. in November of 2023. November 3rd. Yes, November 3rd. Exactly. Right. Oh, my God. Mark your calendars. So this is all phase five. five. Phase five. Right? five. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's clear out that 
that Phase 4 will end right. this year. Phase 4 will officially be over this year. Okay. November. Um, and the final uh, Phase 5 movie again is... Wait, Phase 4 movie? Wakanda Forever. Oh, my God. The fucking trailer for... How could I forget that? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, we still yeah. have Phase, so phase 5 stuff yeah. going on. Phase 4 is going to close out with She-Hulk, yep. the TV show, then Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and as an epilogue, if you will, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special oh, in true. December of 2022. That's right. That's right. Okay. You skipped over all of this year's stuff, Steve. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I just went back to phase five. I went straight hey, Greg, to phase Greg, five timeline. Sorry. Greg, Greg, Steve wants to really get the hell out of phase four right now. I'm really I, as we all do. <laughs> I mean, let's, out. let's, yeah. let's be real. We all are ready for phase four to be over. Yes. <laughs> Although so, uh, again, just off of the trailer that they put out for uh, Wakanda forever. Oh my God. I, 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 I feel, I feel like we're all going to be just crying, just babies oh, for Jesus. that whole thing. That was a strong trailer. Can it, Very can powerful. Say, I'm with you guys 100% on that. I, I really am. I'm not going to, but I, I have to say something there. I'm not going to jump in. I'm actually just going to say something. It's too late. You're do, jumping in. Do you think that even though they caught us with the feels, there's a, there are a couple moments I spotted, and, and Marvel fans on this show, please tell me I'm wrong, that they hinted at some serious, serious, like, reveals like one is obviously the well that doesn't movie. sound like a marvel trailer at all scott not if at all seen, not at all so what's the reveal the that, trailer's that, out there so there's a couple things throughout the whole trailer but i'm going to say the main one is that they do show the black panther at the end of the trailer but yes i a lot of people are speculating about one thing or or something that you constantly see throughout the trailer which is obviously uh uh t'challa is gone but you have the entire female cast, which is are taking the lead on this, which is amazing. But I think it's something bigger. I think there's something else. And if you know the comics, there's there's a possibility of something major happening there. Hmm. And I just I, I'm going to leave it vague like that. But I want to see if anyone else is kind of picking up on that, or if you're just stuck on maybe it's going to be Surrey or one of the other uh, cast members that are still around. Hmm. Okay, well, so I I haven't kept up on. Uh, recent Black Panther comics, and when I say recent, I'm meaning since like the 90s. Okay. So, mm. um, but I do know that at one point, T'Challa, the character played by okay. Chaz with Bo- Bozeman, married married Storm of the X Men. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's where you're going, um, but I guess that could be a possibility because mutants are now a thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I don't know if that's the way they they'll go, um, and and I'm just gonna throw out there because it came up about Namor being a thing in this movie, and that's obvious that that's where they're going. But it's not going to be Atlantis because there's an Atlantis in Aquaman, obviously, and they're renaming the land where Namor comes from. I forget what the name of it was though. I'm lacking they, in my duties. Is, yes, is that a rumor? Or is that for real? I've, I've I've read it on a couple sites now that it's not going to be Atlantis. They're going to give it an MCU name is what they're going to do. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to throw out, since we're just talking about Black Panther, my big question is when we see the funeral of T'Challa, is that in real time, meaning post-Endgame, or is that during the snap when Black Panther was dead, when T'Challa was snapped out of existence? Are we going to get mm. 
a multi-pronged story about T'Challa's death, return, and then perhaps death again. So I, I thought about that, Dave. That's a that's a great point, um, man. It's quite a, quite a tease. Um, I I, I kind of hope they don't do that. I, I really hope that they just treat it like it is. Like they don't force a fake situation upon us. They just address the fact that he is gone, and then we move on to a bigger world of of Wakanda. And and when I say Wakanda, I should I should take that back because it's now. And I'm sorry that I didn't even know that about the Atlantis thing. Um, I'm still going to refer to it as that until I know what the name is, but. The whole Namor as the villain, which is great, by the way. What a what a hell of a way to introduce Namor into this, uh, and we do get to see him in the trailer, so that's that's great too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the little wings on his feet, like I said, put socks on him and he can't fly anymore. <laughs> wings on his feet, amazing. There were no tiny wings in the trailer that I saw. What? You need to look closer, sir. You need to look closer. Go back to that trailer, man. They were, all were there tiny, tiny wings? Were they there? Yeah, I, they I, were. I legit didn't see them. They were there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Fucking A, man. All right, we've got, we've got more. Right we've now. got more Phase 5. We can't, we can't oh, skip so. the middle of, of, the, of uh, 2023, Bow. guys. We've got okay. more. Phase 5. Phase, we're, off of, we're off of Wakanda now. We're back into Phase 5. Okay, what about Ironheart? Ironheart. Ironheart. Ironheart is a character that we haven't met yet in the MCU. Okay, nope. but, but okay. she is in Black Panther too, so it's a great segue. Right. So go back to the trailer to Wakanda Forever, and you will see the beginning of Ironheart in the trailer. Oh. They're actually punching out the iron chest with the heart, so you actually get to see a moment or a glimpse of that character. Oh. Yeah, and the actress that plays Ironheart is seen shaking hands with Suri at one point in the trailer. Yeah. So Ironheart is a derivative of Iron Man. Did yes. you plan like that out, Steve? It's almost like you planned that out, that we break <laughs> into the Black Panther trailer and then you broke right into Iron Heart. I might, I might have to stop talking to you like you're two. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's been reading his comic. No, no. no, no. <laughs> that Chris, was just Chris, total Chris has luck. been feeding him info again. Pure luck. <laughs> I, and that just, remember, that came right after Blade. So I'm just, just saying. Just saying. Um, okay, next up, Agatha. Agatha Coven of Chaos. Yeah, they changed the title. Now we're at the winter of 2023 and into 2024. So this is Agatha from um, WandaVision, right? Yes. Correct. Agatha Harkness. See, I'm I'm up to age four now. She's gonna. So Steve, just for your just for your specific needs here, will Wanda be in the show? She's going to be a badass witch. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also going to be a babysitter to a possible new group coming around. So oh. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, they're, badass witch, I'm down with. I don't know where you're going with the babysitter thing. That's kind of they're a horrible, fantastic but... group. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, oh, a fantastic group. A fantastic. And I, I that... hear there's a rumor there's four of them. <laughs> well, before we get there. Even I don't know if they, she's they, four, they but there's probably later. gonna be less than Wait, five. Did she babysit Franklin? Is that yeah? Yes. <laughs> okay. She was Franklin okay. Richards' nanny for out of out of for a point. That's badass. Hmm. I don't know and what the significance. If you don't significant... know who Franklin Richards is, why are you listening fr- to the show? Ask ask your friends. Because I'm the host. It's the only go, reason. <laughs> go talk to Kang. I hear he knows a lot about all this. 
upset. That's all. <laughs> He's really trying to get to the shining gem of Phase Five. I'm here really, right now. I'm really trying to really f- track just... the the connections, and it's just not possible. It's just oh not, my god, it's not possible. Uh, Captain America: New World Order. Wait, wait, you skipped you skipped the shining gem of of Phase Five. I did. Which is Daredevil: Born Again. Oh yes. Well, I have okay. I have uh, Captain America in May, and then Daredevil in well, I guess okay. What's yeah. do, you, do you have a date for Daredevil? No, just early 2024. Okay. Yeah. I have spring, so yeah, you're probably right. And then Captain America. So Daredevil, 18 episode Whew. series. So three mini seasons, right? Three ep- three six okay. season run or whatever, six episode runs yes. or whatever you want to call so, it. So we, so we, dis- we yes. discussed this on our Daredevil. text thread amongst ourselves. Uh, Born Again, one of my favorite all-time comics uh, runs – Ever. Um, yeah. It is surprisingly short. It really only lasts five issues. Um, yeah. It is not a long run at all. Um, is well, the the sixth issue is kind of a prologue. It has to do with was the guardian or whatever it is, the guy who makes the the suits, and it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with this. It's a prologue. I will give you that, but it's not really involved. In, like you could skip that whole issue and not miss a beat of the story. <laughs> um, um, it's fantastic, and they've used bits and pieces of that story. I think in season three of the Netflix show, they so did. it's going to be mm. a reimagining of what Born Again was. But I'm I'm really stoked that they are going with the Born Again title. It it means a lot for comics. It'll mean a lot for this character because it's you know really it's a rebirth after the whole um, living on Netflix for a while. Yeah, uh, so I'm really excited about the show. I have know nothing about it. I only know that Charlie Co- Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, who are the two absolute best characters from the Netflix show, are coming back. I don't know anything about the showrunners. I hope they yep. get the same guys uh, because it was it was one superb first season and two really good follow up seasons. I, I'm going to tell you, Greg. As far as I know, and, and maybe it's just rumors right now, but some of the talk out there is showrunners are coming on board as well so if disney does this right Mm. they could take what they've already shown in season three add into the concept of born again they could do it in a way that would show bits and pieces of what's already existed to tie it into the new phase of daredevil and make this absolutely hands down uh and, and 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 for me and for all purposes disney hands off make this the season four or we really really want so. okay quick question about this uh daredevil is the is is born again the the five issue series with from frank miller yes yes it's frank miller's la- it's frank and- miller's last regular series work on daredevil and greg is not underselling it when he says it's it's one of my favorite all-time comic series as well Leave superhero, leave publisher out. It's fan freaking tastic. Yeah. So I, you guys will be proud. I just read those five. Oh, oh yes. wow! Just read. So good. He meets Electra, right? There's an Electra connection. No, Le- Electra's not in this. Oh, so this at all. is a different one then. Yeah, okay. you might have read some of the earlier Frank Miller stuff. Okay. The original Frank Miller. Maybe it was yeah. the original one. It's the yeah. origin story. For oh, that's yeah. Daredevil: The Man Without Fear. That's a yes. Miller limited series. Yes, yes, which is also amazing. 
Okay. Yeah. Also, okay, that's the maybe one not one of the best things I've ever read, but an amazing bit of work for the character. It was cool. It is an origin story. It came out after Born Again, but like Dave said, it was not in the regular series run of Daredevil. It was a it was a separate like a limited standalone. series. Okay. Yes. That's the one I read. All right. And that okay. one's really good. good stuff. Also. I'm proud. I'm proud of you for picking that up, my friend. Wow. I am. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> Not hard enough. <laughs> all yeah, right. Sorry to just fawn all over this, knowing nothing about it. And at 18 episodes, that is way more time than you need to tell the born again story that's in the comics. That yeah. really, that really shouldn't take more than four to five hours to do that. So, yeah. so saying that, Dave, what do you think they're going to add in? As I, Dis- I, Disney wants to obviously use this as a connecting point to probably more episodes down the road. What do you think? I have no idea. I yeah. kind of hope they do some kind of a mix of maybe adapting that Daredevil Man Without Fear series that I just referenced okay. and have that running as a you know dual timeline concurrent with the Born Again storyline to uh, okay. put him through that. Because I can't believe, knowing what that storyline means to comic book fans, I can't believe Disney would touch that title for Daredevil without yeah. including it somehow in the, in the actual storyline. There would be riots in the streets. Well... Yeah. So Netflix touched on, obviously we got Kingpin, and then second season we got Elektra, and we got uh, Punisher, and mm-hmm. all major major players. And wait, we got in season three was it Bullseye? Do you guys remember? It was Bullseye, right? The one that was mimicking other people. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure was, that's right. It, sure it that's was a right. it was a different, almost like a different version of Bullseye. Kind of weird, but. Um, okay. Yeah, I see, I see it. I'm just curious because he, he had some other pretty big, big villains. I, um, God, I'm trying to think of who else they could pull in there. They had Typhoid Mary at one Typhoid point. Mary. Um, 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 you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that you base a story that's going to run 18 episodes. I think you base it around the Kingpin personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, don't know, I don't know where else you'd really go with that. I, I, I love if you guys all and we've all watched Hawkeye, right? Mm-hmm. We've all seen it. Yeah. Yes. So we, yes. So we know where Hawkeye ends with that with the Kingpin. But that's also a pretty famous storyline where Kingpin's obviously not dead. Yes. So uh, but is blinded at some point. Hmm. So I, I, you think that's the path they're going with him and they're going to bring him back to become a major <clears throat> background I, character of I, I don't know i think echo is going to set all that up to be perfectly honest yeah okay sorry i just sorry steve i had no. to, i had to go down that road for a second no problem had a moment had a moment no worries no i think we're all looking forward to that it's going to be great uh, captain america new world order any any hints on this one any thoughts about this one it'll be sam wilson mm-hmm. obviously um and i know nothing else about it okay can I, can I make a suggestion? I don't even know if it'll have Winter Soldier in it. I don't know. Let's let's speculate because if if what we think is coming, because Steve's going to mention it pretty soon. Hey, can you lower your microphone? Uh, Me, Scott. Yeah, is that your? I'm sorry. I'm also That's coughing. Okay. I, I'm trying to. It's fine. Balance it. Um, I, I want to speculate on that real quick since you brought it up. Just real quick. I think Sam Wilson obviously is the new uh, Captain America, but obviously. Um, I think where we're going to go with this. That's a bold guess there, Scott. That's a bold yeah. guess. That's Slow not down. the bold part. Slow That's down. not the bold part, guys. I'm, I'm, you know what? 
COVID brain, I, I'm working a little slower than normal. And I know you guys all think I'm slow anyway, but that's all right. Um, uh, so here's the catch. Um, I think I think what they're going to be doing is setting up something Steve's going to talk about, which is thunderbolts. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to be we're going to be re uh, introduced to um, U.S. agent, mm, and yeah. where his connection is going to be to the thunderbolts team. I'll I'll give you a bold guess with no basis whatsoever. Yeah. The post credit scene for Black Panther two will introduce us to Doctor Doom. Oh, I like that. Oh, That's okay. way bold. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Putting some money on the line, Mr. It's Potter. Going out on a limb for okay. sure. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. All right. Well, Scott, hey, you guys, read... I think they're going to reimagine Star Wars, and uh, Ray's going to be a Kenobi. <laughs> Man, I mean, they're going to tell the truth finally. Um, uh, yeah, Scott, you read my mind or, or read the list that I've got in front of me. Thunderbolts in July of 2024 mm-hmm. in theaters. Marvel Marvel Suicide Squad. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, that's actually quite a, quite apropos. Yeah. It is the, okay. the team of villains, um, but they're they're not quite villain. Like the Suicide Squad as the movie universe goes they're straight up villains they're not quite setting it up that way in the mcu because we've already got u.s agent as you mentioned we're gonna have um yelena belova as black widow she is going to be one of the one of the thunderbolts here so they're not quite villains per se they were in the comics it was all it was all straight up it it was literally the the marvel suicide squad yeah in the comics they're going a different route here what they won't have, and obviously they're called the Thunderbolts, named after Thunderbolt Ross. They won't have Thunderbolt Ross because uh, William Hurt died. Are we are we going to see a recast on that, or are we going to see Marvel uh, kind of taking on the fact that he's dead and maybe kind of like uh, what what what's his name, um, the computer uh, guy Zola, um, Arnim uh, Zola? Yeah. Mm. Are we going to see him reimagined in a computer form, assembling this team of? Let's call them morally compromised misfits. How about that? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, that's a good point. Um, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character Oh yeah, that, oh, that we've been yeah. seeing. <clears throat> and the thing about Thunderbolts is it became Marvel Suicide Squad, but the original conceit of it was a group of villains pretending to be heroes. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Pretending to be heroes, and then some of them getting caught up in the pretend part of it and wanting to find a way to go on the straight and narrow, which puts them in conflict with the people who are just pretending to be heroes, but want to continue to be villains. Right. And I don't think there's a way to do that in the, in a film, but damn, that was a great story to read in the comics. I know. I know. And I, and when it was all starting to come around, when uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus first showed up, I was like, Holy shit, they're going to, they're going to go down the Thunderbolts path. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we lost him, uh, what, a year ago. Was it a year ago? I think it was longer than that, maybe. But it's been, you know, the past two years have all been fuzzy. So it's yeah. been some, yeah. sometime in this COVID era here. I don't know and, what you're you, talking you know, about, Greg. And, and, and <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, because, again, my post-1998 comic book reading was on the light size, Thunderbolt Ross also <laughs> became the Red Hulk, too. Is yes. that right? That is, yeah, that is true. So... They'll have to find a new Red Hulk. Yeah. Well, Steve, I'm... there's a version of the Hulk who's red. I don't know yeah. if you're aware of this or not. I, uh, I was aware of it, but I'm not sure why it's significant or why should I care. 
Greg, look That's at your fair. screen. That's a look fair at, response, Steve. Look at look at my hands, giving you the yep. warning. Don't blow his mind and talk about World War <laughs> Hulk, okay? This will just freak him out. There's a whole Rude. shit ton of Hulks, okay? Just watch out. And there's incest, which gets really fucked up, Ugh. okay? Ugh. Hulk incest? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Why? I don't Okay. <laughs> which is, thankfully, right. we didn't get that in the Logan movie, which it should have been in the Logan mm. movie, so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I crushed your spirit right there, Steve. No, we'll, we'll that's just, fine. We'll move past that. We'll move past <laughs> it. Wait, does a red and a blue Hulk make a purple Hulk? I mean, does no, that... No, but there... It... Let, me, let me tell you, no? it does deal with She-Hulk, so let's just... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she, does, she does more than break the fourth wall. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. All right. Um, Fantastic Four. I guess is up next, and I have the date on that somewhere. November twenty twenty four. Yes, November eighth, twenty twenty four. Very good day. So, so, um, and I, you may have mentioned it in passing, but let's let's be really clear about it. So, Thunderbolts is the end of Phase Five. Oh, Fantastic Four, the beginning of Phase Six. Oh, thank That's you. Right. I wasn't aware of that. Right. I do not have that in my notes here. Mm-hmm. That's Phase yeah. Six. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, and then so Avengers Secret Wars is then. Phase six. Yes. Yeah, yes. So Kang Kang Dynasty first. Okay. First, and then Avengers Secret War is supposedly the ending of Phase Six. Uh, so also like we discussed on the last episode when it was just the, the uh, three of us talking about um, uh, um, Thor, they are taking a similar approach. Um, they they've dubbed the first three phases the Infinity Saga. They've dubbed the, the phases four, five, six, the multiverse saga. Yeah. And mm. they will wrap up phase six with two Avengers movies, just like they did in the Infinity Saga. So yeah. the multiverse saga ends with Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yep. End of now, phase six. Okay. To, to make it even more confusing for you, Steve, there oh. are two Secret Wars stories. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. One took place in the 80s. Yes. And it had to do with an all-powerful supernatural being kidnapping a bunch of heroes, transporting them to Battle World, and just making them fight it out like action figures. The, <laughs> hold on, the, hold the, on. The, the series literally Greg? was conceived to sell those action figures. That is the sole <laughs> reason awesome. that this comic book series exists. True. Wait, did True. George okay. Lucas produce it? Wait. Hold on. Both Greg <laughs> and Dave, I'm pointing at them on my screen, are absolutely 100% true. However, please do not let out the or don't forget the fact that venom was introduced at this point yeah well well yes and no the okay, black okay. suit of spider-man was introduced in, in in issue number eight of the first secret war series that's right um and that black suit eventually becomes venom but it that's is right. not ah. venom that appears it is the black suit that appears okay. right um there was a sequel to that 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 12 issue series that came out a few years later secret wars 2 Secret Wars too, but there was another Secret Wars that I have that I know nothing about that came out in 2010, something like that. Uh, can yeah. I get a little backup on that one? I know yeah. nothing about what that series is, but so, it's entirely different. So there's it's actually not about three. There's actually three yeah. Secret Wars series. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there, it's, we're going on. We're, we're going on too many rabbit holes. We're just going to stick with Secret War, Marvel superheroes, Secret Wars, which was the original 80s series. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then Secret Wars, which is the later. 
series that I think is going to be the basis for this Avengers movie. I think I think Dave's and right on that. It, that that okay, was the culmination that, of a years-long storyline in the Avengers comics that involved incursions of multiverse realities, right. one crossing into another and basically obliterating both of them. Which is that's, what they that's why. Yeah, that's why I brought up the two different secret wars because I don't know what they're going with here because I don't know what the new one is and I and I I'm intimately familiar with the old one, but the fact that there two just confuses me. Huh. And, like so, and the, the fact that the, that the incursion concept and the multiverse concept have been referenced now in Doctor Strange leads me to think that they're they're talking about that one, the later one. But Greg's Fair right, enough. we don't know. It could be something completely different. It could be okay. something that has nothing to do with anything. Okay, so Dave is absolutely right, and I'm going to go down Dave's path. But do not disregard what Greg over here, I'm pointing at them on my screen, because there's one other weird thing that you already mentioned, Steve, that ties all of this nonsense together, and that is Han Solo. Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Secret Invasion falls in between those two Secret Wars events that happen. I mean, there's a long period of time that that all happens, right, Dave? Isn't that... I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw this to Dave, but I feel well, like I'm... yes, in that there is literally 30 years between of publishing history between them. A lot of things fall between Marvel Superhero Secret Wars and then the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars book. But Nico you're saying... literally falls in between those two series. <laughs> hold on, yeah, most of Nico's life falls between those two series. <laughs> That's that. That is an unfair analysis because you're talking about the first Secret Wars, not Secret Wars Two, the sequel to the 1980s Secret Wars. There's less Scott, than 30 years. Scott, you know, Are you guys you know tired I, of us Scott, saying Secret Wars yet? <laughs> you know, I you know I love you, and you're one of my my best friends. But fuck Secret Wars too. Just wow. fuck it right in yeah. the year. Wow. It, no, it's, you are it's, right. It's, you are it's, right. It's, 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 it's really waste bad. Of time. It's bad. In yeah, the it year, it's really bad. It's it really is. bad. It's Jim disgusting. Shooter's wet Jim Shooter's <laughs> wet dream of a I am the best comic writer ever series, and it's just it's just horrible. No one well, exercise. Not going to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> wow. the, the, the the first Secret Wars, um, like Dave said, while being designed to sell action figures, was outrageously successful. It was. And 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 Jim oh. Shooter, who was the guy that was in charge of the comics division of Marvel, which is pretty much all there was. There was no movie vision movie division at the time. It was it was entirely comics, and Jim Shooter was in charge of it all, as the editor in chief. Um, he said, "Hey, if if why not just make more money and we'll make a Secret Wars too?" And this, you know what? I'm gonna write this one. I got this, guys. I got yeah. it. And 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 it is awful. It huh. is so bad. Because well, yeah, the original Secret Wars was the first mega crossover event in yep. in comics. Really, it was the first time that the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and the X Men were all together in the same extended storyline, along with yep. Spider Man and the Incredible Hulk and some other hangers on. Mm-hmm. And it, it really should be just completely stupid and worthless and not at all interesting. But it's fun. It, it is it is fun for what it is. If you're a 10-year-old boy, that's a fun comic book series to read. Because it's a lot of fights and it's not a lot of character development. But, but, but to be fair, it's five guys who are all, all very adult here talking about a, a, basically a podcast about Star Wars from 1977. That's why we exist. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why I say yeah. it's very fair See, to say it's a fun, uh, limited, so 12, 12 issue. I, I, yeah, series. I'm just trying to make a point. That Secret Wars 2 has absolutely none of the charm or redeeming qualities no. of it 
and just ups the excess factor exponentially. So you're saying if I have limited time and limited resources, do not not go with Secret Wars 2. I I will give you a list of 15 shitty comic series to read that are going to be better than Secret Wars 2 if this is what you want to do. I will go even beyond that and say watch at least 10 of the shows recommended by any of our wives. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I have, I have, I have something to interrupt with real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Wow. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. Choose, choose. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch. I just assume he's a Wookiee. Star Wars Choices, impromptu, unplanned, on the Wretched Hive podcast. You won't get this anywhere, folks. Anywhere Steve, else I love on the it internet. that I, I have this on my soundboard because Steve had no idea this was coming. Yeah, in, that, that, that really that blew my mind. <laughs> it did. It was messing me up. And it was, it was good sound quality, Greg. Good job. So, it sounded good. So, well done. Uh, reading assignment choices for us t- today, guys. <laughs> Do we read... Secret Wars number two, yeah, from nineteen late eighties ish, whatever. Eighty five, and the t- and the two in the title is very very evocative of number two. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or or do we read? Yeah. The courtship of Princess Leia. Dave, go. Oh. Oh. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I've got that somewhere. Where is that? I'm I'm actually gonna pick Secret Wars too, just because there is a slight nostalgia factor there. Oh. For me. <laughs> I read it as an 11 year old, and I was just like, "Well, this has got to get better at some point, right?" And it just doesn't. Courtship from Princess Leia. I read as an adult male, and I should have known better. <laughs> Scott, Scott, what do you got? Oh. Choices on the board. Courtship from Princess Leia. Secret Wars two. Okay, this might be a first, but I'm actually going to go down the Dave path on this and say, because of my age at the time, I should have known better at some point, probably by issue number three, that Secret Wars <laughs> 2 was going to be ho- – okay, two. Dave's saying two, but I'm going to go three. I'll give it a little bit of a fair chance. Is- issue two features Spider-Man teaching the Beyonder to go to the bathroom. And that oh, was really God, the moment where I, right. should, I should have pulled the cord, but I did not. So, so, so in comparison, uh, as an adult, I read The Courtship of Princess Leia, and I thought – this isn't a sequel to anything. This literally just came out as shit. So I don't know what, <laughs> why am I doing this after page 25? So what's your vote? Think. What's your vote? All apologies Scott? to Dave Wolverton who wrote that book. I, I just, okay. I'm sorry. Secret Wars 2. That's where I'm going. Right. <laughs> so it's two for number two is yep. what it is so far. Two for the ne- number two. Nico, you're up next. I've read The Courtship of Princess Leia. I've not read Secret Wars 2. So oh. you know what? Fuck it. Give me Secret Wars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, this is a first. Please isolate wow. this right now. Nico is a better man than all of us. That's all I'm going to say because he hasn't read one of them. So that's good. Steve. 
All right, this you. is really difficult because <laughs> I trust Dave Potter almost more than anybody on this planet when it Ooh. comes to this stuff. But he's really confused me now because the Dave from three minutes ago said, whatever you do, don't read Secret Wars. <laughs> and then he picked Secret Wars over courtship. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg has confounded me by finding something that I like even less. <laughs> this is the perfect Star Wars choices. It is. I'm going to go with Dave's first instinct, and I'm going to read Courtship of Princess Leia. Oh, you will regret wow. that. God you will damn. regret that, sir. Wow. I'm going to regret That's... either one. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it off and go with uh, Secret Wars number two only oh, because man. it is much much shorter than reading all of a courtship of Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, are you reading all the crossover issues too, though, sir? Because remember, no, it, fuck crossed that, over, man. it crossed over into every Marvel comic it, that was published at the time. That was it that's did right. that's it right. did, but that's not part of the reading oh, assignment. You God. only right, have gonna, to read the main the main series. I gotta close this out. Gotta close it out. Oh my God! Wow. Can I, Man. can I talk a little seriously about Phase 5 and Phase 6, phase six though, real quick? Yeah, let's get okay. serious. After that so, nonsense we just pulled? Yeah. So there were a, there were two projects, Steve, that you did skip over for Phase 5, and those are the launch projects, okay, Ant-Man, Wasp 3, Quantum Mania. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, February of 2023, and What If Season 2, which will launch in early 2023, I believe before Secret Invasion. Mm. Now, what I find kind of interesting looking over the whole of this is they don't announce any TV projects after Daredevil Born Again. So we have, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we believe that they aren't going to do TV projects, that would mean that there is a gap between Captain America 4 and Thunderbolts of two and a half months, and then a gap from late July to early November for the for Fantastic Four. And I just don't believe that. I think there are TV projects here for the end of Phase 5 and all of Phase 6 that they have not clued us in on. And I know there are movies in Phase 6 and beyond that they haven't announced. Marvel is holding two dates, uh, February 24th, 2025, and July 25th, 2025, for movie releases that they have not announced yet. And they have four dates secured, with uh, with the with theaters in 2026 for films for Phase Seven, but they haven't announced them yet. Yeah. What could those so, films be? Mm, what Going, could they be? What so, could they be? Uh, so there's a Shang Chi two that needs to come out. There's a yep. Deadpool three that needs to come out. Yep. There's probably an Eternals two and a Doctor Strange three that needs to come out. My guess is there will be a Spider Man four at some point. Uh, it's already been announced, right? Not formally announced. There will also probably be an X-Men movie, whether it's called X-Men or The Mutants. And I am—I remain positive, I've been saying this for years, there will be a Nova project at some point. So there, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that Marvel has on the board that they, hasn't turned, they haven't turned over yet. And maybe that's what they're saving for D3 in a couple months. Okay. D23. D23, sorry. And I, I also agree that that is why they are why they held those dates open because there's lots of glaring holes, you know, basically arrow saying insert name here on their little phase six calendar that they put out. Um, and I think all those announcements will be made um, at D23, like you mentioned. Uh, what I did hear that was interesting, and I have not 
followed up. I heard this from a friend. He said he read it on a website somewhere, which I know is like the worst possible sourcing you could get. I am one step below comic book news right now. But uh, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Is what The story I heard is that all of the Fox contracts that the various actors were signed to stipulate that there can be no movie announcements without their approval. So they're holding all announcements of cast, of movies, of whatever, until these contracts from Fox expire so they can negotiate their own Disney deals, if you will, which I thought was interesting and also kind of makes a lot of sense of why we haven't seen anything up until this point. Yeah, hmm. I, I have seen that, too. There is no evidence to back it up, but it, as you say, it makes perfect sense based on what we're observing of Marvel's behavior towards yeah. that property, which is easily the, the biggest property that they've acquired on this. When yeah. you look at all the Netflix stuff, the yeah. Fantastic Four, all, all of that. Easily, X-Men and the Mutants are the biggest one. Yeah. And, and let's add something to that. You brought up Nova. Nova's actor was announced on stage at Comic-Con. He was on yeah. stage, and they did talk to him about that character. So that is going to be a big entity going forward at this point. So I, I hope so. It's a, it's a fun character. Yeah. Now, just to build on something we, we were talking about in the thread, we were all talking about how Phase 4 was a little, I mean, a little meh for us, just mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. And I, I will say that a meh product from Marvel is still pretty good, just yeah. not living up to you know higher standards that they've achieved elsewhere. I did some work today, and I did some math, because I wanted to illustrate a point. Okay. And that is the volume of content that Marvel Studios and Disney has produced for Phase 4 versus, say, Phase 3. So hmm. the total amount of content, if I add up the runtime for all the movies that were released for Phase 3, which are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 films, hmm. totaled 25 hours and 1 minute worth of content. For Phase 4, so far to date, and I don't have runtime information because it's not been released yet, obviously, for She-Hulk, the TV series, Black Panther 2, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and rumors that there will be some type of a Marvel Halloween special as well that will come out this year. But even without all that, the total amount of content that has been produced and released to us thus far is 46 hours and 4 minutes. Wow. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> wow. No wonder it feels like nothing's happened. <laughs> exactly. Wow. You know, that could have been cut down a little bit if they uh, chopped Cap uh, Captain America. Um, Eternals? No, well, Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we had that discussion. I Look, I, I had a great discussion with you guys outside of this forum, but um, I, it, it doesn't mean I didn't like Phase 4. It just... The realization after everything, the dust settled, so to speak, hmm. it's just been a little tough. So maybe if they cut some of the fat off of some of the shows, streamlined it. And I know I, I hate blaming Disney all the time. OK, I, who I'm fucking lying to myself. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame Disney. Uh, they don't cut the fat. They just they let it go. Like I didn't need to have as funny as it was, uh, you know. The, the the boner joke in in uh, in in the Wanda series. I, I I just there's little things that Disney doesn't seem to do mm. that could make this way better, and and that's why I I kind of got down on Phase Four. I still like a lot of it, 
I really do. But the sh- the movies weren't fantastic. They weren't over the top, exciting, make me want to go back and watch it like Winter Soldier or you know Civil War or some of the Avengers films or whatever. But you know, I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe because of the pandemic and the way things worked out, that's just how it worked. And I'm I'm happy we got the content we did. I, I was just let down a little bit on some of it. After yeah, I don't everything. think I don't think anybody disagrees with you on that. And I, you know, by far yeah. this has been the most you know ho hum of all of the Marvel phases, if you will. Yeah. Um. And and you know nobody there's there's nothing that has come out that is like extremely like memorable or or stuff that I really care to go back and revisit, you know, time and again, like I do with other Avengers movies, like I do with Ragnarok, like I do with, you know, yeah, the first Avenger, like I do with Winter Soldier, you know, yeah. If I if I'm going to pick a random Marvel movie to to put on, it's going to be one of the older ones. It's mm-hmm. going to be nothing from this season. Yeah, that's that's or nothing from this phase. I should true, say. true with me, and and this, and again, the sad thing is, is and not trying to nitpick at it, but yeah, it's like there were moments that really did stand out to me, but sadly, it got convoluted. It got overwhelmed with all the other kind of. I'm going to use that term again: fat, the excess fat. I didn't need all of that stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Marvels will come, like what they'll present with that. Well, and, and where was that? Was that on the list for Phase? Five or phase six? Uh, I think I think the Marvels, the next, the Captain Marvel two movie called the Marvels. I think that is a phase five property. I think, okay. yeah, because phase, because uh-huh. phase, the only thing they've announced officially for phase six up to this point, Fantastic Four and two Avengers movies. So right. everything else is phase five. Yeah, I, and yeah. So, well, quick question: So was Disney Plus a thing in phase three? No, no, no. no. So that's a huge difference. Huge yep. difference. Uh, and there, I'd be curious was also. COVID nineteen a thing in Phase Three? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> no, uh, there, uh, look, okay. there are a lot of things that garbled yes. Phase Four. Yeah. Right. I mean, it started with the firing of James Gunn because Guardians of the Galaxy Three was supposed to be the launch movie for Phase Four. Yeah, that's right. It wound up being Black Widow. Uh, the pandemic scrambled production release schedules because I actually found old notes that I had on what the original release schedule was supposed to be for everything. Yeah. And it's just wildly. Mm. wildly different in terms of actual dates and order of when these things were coming out. So, so Dave on that, I'm going to say, this is where I give them a ton of credit. They took a a really, really bad situation and made it unbelievably workable. Like it, I, I, I'm shocked at how well everything did fall in line. I really am. I, I tend to agree because you had all of that. You also had the addition of Disney plus you had, Jeff Loeb getting fired as the head of Marvel Television and it being brought under Fage's umbrella, I yeah. presume probably after they had already mapped out the filmic release arc for, for Phase 4. Right. So you had that suddenly dropped in there. And the Netflix rights got reclaimed, and we're going to start mm-hmm. dropping back in in the middle of Phase 4, too. So there, for all the moving parts that they had to deal with here, I do agree with you that I'm, I'm actually impressed that it wasn't worse. For, and and for, this... All yeah. the problems that exist, like it should have been much worse. I mean, oh, Warner yeah. Brothers can't even turn out a good DC movie under good circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go down that road, didn't you? Right. I'm, just, I'm just call. I'm just telling it like it is, man. I'm just calling it back. True, yeah. truth. Quick, quick timeout. Quick timeout. Um, and while you bring up Warner Brothers, 
they just within the past day, I think it was yesterday, announced that they have shelved, tabled, axed a movie that they finished that Spent is in ninety the, million dollars on. That ninety million dollars on. It's a Batgirl movie that wow. has Michael Keaton as Batman in it. What? <laughs> and was directed what by the directors of Miss Marvel. <laughs> Fuck! And, are you and, and, serious? And they, yes. and they and they are saying it is never going to be seen, which means oh. it which means it'll be on YouTube in about three years. Yeah. Right. But Ezra <laughs> Miller's Flash shit. movie, Ezra Miller's Flash movie, that's still, still going forward. Still, still going, going forward. forward. Oh yeah. my god! Insane. That the, is insane. The things that we want to see, they're not going to give us. But all the bullshit that we don't want. Here, okay. Okay. It, Warner Brothers. This man. isn't a choice of thing. This is just me asking you right now. Is this? them playing off of the justice league snyder cut mm. fan base like can we get a petition going and we want to see this back they, this they, shit up why what you're, what you're going with so this now first of all let me qualify disney has nothing to do with this scott you can't blame disney for this in any way in any i'm way not i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm actually i'm over there i'm i'm but, putting on the but, fucking mouse ears right now i can't even are, believe this are they are they looking for some type of manufactured grassroots campaign? If I'm making air quotes, grassroots campaign for Batwoman, yeah. like they did, like happened, like the release the Snyder cut, you know, right. kind of thing. Is that what they're going for? I, Which I, is a very strange, a very box, strange, right? yeah, exactly, yeah, it's a, a very strange risk. way to 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 generate film interest is by canceling the movie. Right. So, okay, <laughs> as as okay, let's let's stop the bullshit right now. Let's have some fun. Let's let, let I mean the fun is here, but let's just bring this up. How many of us and, and how many of the fucking fan base over the last 35 years loves Michael Keaton as Batman? Why would you shelve the one possible movie that might breathe some life into the... Mm-hmm. the well, DC? Michael Keaton will be in the Flash movie. Michael Keaton is confirmed to be in the Flash movie. So this was going to be another appearance of him as Bruce Wayne Batman from the 1989 Batman um, I don't, and I don't know which movie was set to come out first. I so don't know the, that. the reporting that goes along with that is that the test screenings of the Batman of the Batwoman movie are just atrocious. Mm. There is, and I, I've been a test screener. <clears throat> I've yeah. been in the room with people who are test screenees for these yep. things. You shouldn't necessarily listen to our opinion. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. that's the reporting is that the test screenings were just atrocious, and they literally decided we'll take the ninety million dollar loss. What? We wow. think that is the best bad decision to make in this moment. That is how it's, bad those test screenings were. And it's it's not unprecedented for Warner Brothers because, remember, they made that Wonder Woman TV show that was uh, Ally McBeal, David E. Kelly produced, starred Adrian Palicki. They made a pilot episode. They filmed you know the whole thing and put it out. And then it was so bad that they said, nope, we can't. We're not even going to like try and. Like they like Obi Wan, they pulled back and and sent it back into pre production, right? They, they didn't even do that. They said fuck it, this thing is just a no go, and so they started all over with the Wonder Woman show too. So it's not the first time that Warner Brothers has done this. Totally insane. Oh my god. Well, crazy. Maybe they have hey. a little momentum with the Batman. You know, which was which I thought was pretty good, and they I, don't want to. I, back I, I really, I really liked the Batman. Yeah, the, I, with, I, I did with too. Robert Pattinson, be damned! I, yeah. I really liked it a lot. Oh, he was great. I was not it. expecting to, and I did, but I have faith mm-hmm. in Warner Brothers. They will find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, some faith I have. Death, yeah. taxes, the sun coming up tomorrow, and Warner Brothers fucking up this this superhero franchise. We're or supposed to be in my life. 
Aren't we supposed to be getting another Joker movie out of uh, mm-hmm. King Phoenix? Yeah, Lady Gaga yeah. just got announced today, right? Yeah, that's going to come really? out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. She's okay. uh, she's the new Harley Quinn. Oh, that's a good hire. I mean, it oh, is, but the Joker is, too. the Joker is such a great movie, and it's so depressing. I haven't watched it since the first time I saw it, but I just remember I, thinking, what yeah. a freaking masterpiece this is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's yeah. excellent. I, I like the Joker, but not as a Joker. I wish they would have called it anything but the Joker. I didn't. I I, I didn't need it as in in as a Batman, mm. Batman adjacent story. Other than that, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, and well, that's and that what, was kind of the premise of it, right? Is that it yeah. was a Batman adjacent movie <clears throat> without being a Batman movie, right? And it, it, wasn't it was a overly... Batman movie because they they put they put Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne in it. So yes, it mm-hmm. was a Batman movie. Mm. Yeah. What would you want sure. to call it if not the Joker? Clown they could have called it anything else. The Clown Prince, sure. That would have mm. been just fine. Mm. Yeah. Been okay. Just fine. What if they called it One Bad Day? One Bad Day would have been just fine, too. Maybe Dog Day Afternoon. Maybe they should have just called it Star Wars. <laughs> what's a dark, Greg? What's a, what's a darker movie? Joker or Seven? Ooh. Oh. Um,. God, no, it's got to be seven. It's got to be seven. There's, yes. there's, there, there's, there's a box. There were, you know there what? Was a couple times box? that you at least chuckled in in Joker. There was nothing funny <laughs> about seven. Yeah, you know what? Greg's right. right. And let me let me just say real quick: if you can't go back to seven and just talk about the uh, what lust is it lust? Oh my god! Oh that, my god! That is oh yeah, disturbing beyond belief, and that one always gets overlooked. So. Got, yeah. No, it's seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. messed up. Oh, none, none of the sins are are uh, the, none of the payment for the sins are a walk in the park. But lust is, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, just with with that visual, let's get happy. Like... Jesus. I feel like I need a shower. Man, just, kidding. Just thinking about it. Hey, uh, go oh, check the out. Wars 2, Court of a Princess Leia question. <laughs> that didn't make you want to take a shower. So what's darker? <laughs> what's darker, Seven or the Courtship of Princess Leia? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh. <laughs> hey, if, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch uh, Light and Magic on Disney+. Plus. Star Wars fans, you're going to get a big, big, big happy smile surprise out of that one. I, I thought you were going to say big erection, so I'm glad you went the direction. Well, <laughs> I don't want to speak for anybody else, but yes, you might get a big erection too. And I don't want to undersell it, but it's directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Yes. I was shocked at that. So, Who is also trolling to write a Solo 2 script at this point in time. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, I would take it. I would take it. I enjoyed Solo. It was just fine. It was fine. It was fun. It was fun. There's great stuff about Gary Kurtz and George Lucas hating on each other during the, during the filming of, of the first movie and what a, how close to an actual piece of shit they came on that in that well, first movie, man. Be, 
speaking of test screening feedback, Gary Kurtz saved a comment card from one of the first test screenings of the original Star Wars, which is, this is the worst movie I have ever seen since Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. <laughs> Gary Kurtz kept that and framed it and had it hanging in his office the rest of his I career. Love it. I love oh, it. man, that's beautiful. That final you know, edit. I, the final edit did it. I, Pulled I, it together. I, I will and, say and that they're... they're the, the early episodes of Light and Magic are fantastic. The later ones, not so much. However, do stay tuned to the very end, where is there, there's the discussion of the fight between Phil Tippett and the rest of the ILM crew over using puppets versus computers on Jurassic Park, which is just a fascinating discussion in and of itself, too. Oh, I'm, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Guys, episode 234 is in the books. Thank you for going on this ride with me tonight. That was a lot of fun. We'll be back soon. There's just a lot of stuff pouring into our universe that we need to pour into your ear holes, and we will do so. I'm not sure what that means. But uh, we'll see you again soon. Have a great week or two, and may the Force be with us all. Really good we talked about that Andor trailer, too. Yeah. Yeah. This being, a Star Wars, this being a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. Yeah, three weeks ago. Okay, everybody watch Stranger Things. That's what we'll do next episode. Next episode, oh my not, God. not one mention. About it. Can, I, can I get a little credit for the amount of math it took me to do to figure out how many fucking hours of content Marvel has put out over the last 10 years? Who knows? That did All right. Math when is you hard, end- too. Yeah. When you end the recording, Steve, let's just go into the next episode and do all Stranger Things and and or because holy shit, we got a lot to talk. Yeah, about. I'm just going to keep yeah. running up that hill.